Welcome back to the Resurrection Church Podcast. I'm Aaron Downs, and I'm excited to introduce you to a brand new podcast called the Resurrection Church Bible Reading Podcast. As you can tell from the name, this podcast will be all about the Bible. That's because at Resurrection Church in 2024, we are aiming to read through the New Testament, and we're aiming to do it together. The purpose of this churchwide Bible reading plan is to allow us to get to know the Bible better, but to be able to get to know it better together as we hope to talk with one another and keep each other accountable in our Bible reading practices. As part of the Bible reading plan, the pastors at Resurrection Church, Steve Aldridge, Josh Huber, Brian Cameron, and myself plan to be reading through the the Bible in the New Living Translation and talking about each week's reading in a weekly podcast. We'll plan to release an episode every single week that overviews and explains the text to help you think about it more deeply and hopefully to spur on conversations along the way. As you follow along with the podcast, you can email us or reach out to us if you have particular questions about a previous week's reading or an upcoming week's reading, and we would be happy to talk about those. Now, you can find the Bible reading plan on our church website by clicking on the resources tab and going down to the 2024 Bible reading guide tab. You can also find the plan by Googling Navigator's 5x5 New Testament reading plan. We picked this plan because it's really, really simple. The plan comes out to about five chapters a week, so one chapter a day, five times a week, and it takes about five to ten minutes to read through the chapter. So we know that Bible reading can be really difficult to keep up, but we think that this smaller amount is really, really doable. Now, if you would like to follow the podcast, we won't be posting it on our regular podcast feed. We want to keep that freed up for other podcast episodes, and I'm really excited about some episodes that we'll be releasing this year. So to keep this podcast free, we wanted to designate a second podcast feed. You can find it on anywhere you get podcasts by searching for Resurrection Church Bible Reading Podcast or by going to our church website where you can find individual files. If you are using iTunes or the podcast feed for iPhone, you can also find the Resurrection Church channel, and you'll see three podcasts listed there. One is our Resurrection Church sermons, where you can listen to our weekly sermons. One is the Resurrection Church podcast, where you can listen to this podcast. And then the third is our new podcast, the Resurrection Church Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that this podcast and this Bible reading effort will serve you well for your own Christian discipleship, but that it will also fold you into a Christian community of people who know the Bible, who love the Bible, and who are seeking to obey the Bible, and who are seeking to do all of this together. I hope you'll join us on this Bible reading journey. And to help you along, I'm including the very first introductory episode to this Bible reading podcast that you can listen to right now. Welcome to the Resurrection Church Bible Reading Podcast. This is our very first episode of our new podcast, where we will be reading through the Bible together. I'm Aaron Downs, a pastor at Resurrection Church, and I'm joined by two of our other pastors, Josh Huber and Steve Aldridge. 
Josh and Steve, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you. Well, why don't you each take just a brief moment to introduce yourself, talk about your role here at Resurrection, and explain why you are planning to read through the Bible with us. Um, Joshua Huber, pastor at Resurrection Church, overseeing pretty much anything Aaron doesn't do. So whether that's administration or worship or just children's activities, all of that kind of stuff. I don't worship, yeah. so Josh <laughs> oversees that. That's right. That's what I was implying heavily. I'm the only one that does that. But um, I'm looking forward to this podcast, reading through the Bible. It's something that we need. We need God's Word, which gives life. And I'm hoping that being a part of this encourages greater um, discussion about God's Word and fosters deeper spiritual relationships between each other. Yeah, this is uh, Steve Aldridge. I'm a lay elder here. And I basically support my two staff pastors and <laughs> fill in where I can and help out, and it's a joy. Yeah, I think that, you know, we want to read the Bible, and even those of us a little older have read through the Bible a lot, but we sometimes pick and choose where we want to read our favorite passages. So this gives us an opportunity to read systematically through the New Testament and to um, begin to incorporate it in a unity and see that unity again, so... Well, I'm glad that both of you are part of this podcast and reading plan, and we hope also to have Brian Cameron, our newest pastor, join us on occasion as well. Brian works a full-time job. He hasn't gotten to retirement age like Steve yet, <laughs> so he can't always join us, but we look forward to having him on occasion. So what is the purpose of this podcast? Why are we doing a podcast with the Bible reading plan? Well, first of all, we want to provide a guided reading through the Bible. It can be a little intimidating to read the Bible on your own, so we hope to release an episode every single week where we talk about that week's Bible reading ahead of time so that those who are participating in the plan can get a preview of what they'll be reading and have some of their questions answered. Uh, but we also want to anticipate some of the questions people might have in the text and talk about them together here. We do want to address those curious things that show up, but we also want to teach through the Bible, both in what it means and how we ought to respond to it, all with the aim of cultivating a community of people who love and obey the Bible at Resurrection Church. So as we release this every week, Josh and Steve, we, we don't want it just to be us talking about what we're doing. We want to allow other people to read with us. So Josh, maybe you can talk a little bit about the Bible reading plan that we're using this year. Sure. Um, we are going through the Navigator's Bible reading plan, and based on the little pamphlet we handed out this past Sunday, I believe it's designed for five minutes of reading a day uh, during five days during the week with the weekends off. And so we're really hoping that this plan um, no one really has an excuse not to do it. I mean, it's five minutes out of your day. I'm pretty sure most people devote more time to Facebook, Instagram, or just their cell phone in general. So we're hoping that the, the small pieces help people to start developing this habit. And through this habit, uh, like a snowball, it'll grow and grow and grow and kind of foster a deeper hunger for God's word. Um, as we talk with one another about that five minutes of reading that we did, and it always gives us that, that touch point with one another. Exactly. And that Bible reading plan is available on our church website under the resources tab, and we'll also link it in the show notes. But it's just five minutes a day, five days a week. 
theoretically, depending on how right. fast you read. Exactly. Um, but I think if you use an audio Bible, all, that also holds true. Um, as, as we go through this reading and through this podcast, we do want it to be accessible. We, we want accessible. I think that's a proper way to pronounce I think it. So. I think so. You know, the the dictionary of Mo- Garner's dictionary of modern usage says it's accessible, not accessible. Mm-hmm. I know this, but I I've messed that up. But one great thing about this podcast is we'll also get grammar tips along the way. Oh boy! But we want it to be accessible. We want to help you interpret the passage. We want to suggest appropriate responses for daily living. And to that end, Josh and I, and I think Steve are going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Now, I don't think any of us would say that there is one best Bible translation. Would you? I think they all have their purposes. And right. so sometimes I read out of the New Living because it's, a, it's not really a paraphrase. It is based on a translation, but it's a more comfortable language. And those of us who have used the King James and the New American Standard, which is kind of wooden, that brings, it, brings, it, it, it gives it a tone. It's very conversational, would give you some insight, yes. So, Josh, would people have to be reading out of the New Living Translation to follow along with this plan? No, I I don't think so, but as we talk about passages and how the NLT takes it, um, it might be helpful just to be aware that's what we're we're talking about as our translation. So while you might have questions for, like, the CSB or ESV, uh, you might be a little bit confused as we look at the NLT, but, yeah, anyone should be able to generally... Yeah, so although we use the Christian Standard Bible for regular preaching and teaching, I am excited about reading through the New Living Translation as it gives us the Bible in everyday language, Mm -hmm. which, as you would maybe say, Steve, is what the New Testament is all about because it's in Koine Greek, the, the language of the people. Is that right? That, that's correct. In fact, when they first came across Koine Greek, it was so unlike the classical that they didn't know how to read it. And when they discovered, hey, this is how people actually spoke, the New Testament opened up, and it was written basically in the street language Mm -hmm. so people can understand. Yeah, and that's sort of what I look at the NLT as. Maybe it's not totally there. Street language. Um, (laughs) But there is an audio edition of it. You can get an app on your phone for free called Street Lights, where it's (laughs) sort of like not... Uh, it's spoken word poetry, basically, edition of the NLT. It's really good. All of that to say, we encourage you to read whatever translation you have available, but we'll be following through the New Living Translation. Well, I want us to talk briefly about benefits of a church-wide Bible reading plan. So why should we do a Bible reading plan as a whole church instead of just encouraging people to read whatever they want when they want. Josh, what's maybe a reason that you would give us? Yeah, um, there's plenty of reasons. When, when I think of a church-wide type of activity together, I kind of think of it in terms of like maybe a gym or, or a sports team. When you're doing something together, it fosters um, a deeper uh, desire to do it. So when you're in the gym working with other people, working out, you're kind of encouraged to do that as everyone's doing it together in community. There's some sort of unsaid power there and motivation, like, oh, everyone's doing this. I got to do this, too. It helps me stay on track. And I think if we're doing that as a church, too, uh, just by naturally doing that together, talking about it, it, there's power there as we work together to get into the Word on the same plan. We have the same goal, same destination, same conversations uh, that we can talk about from the Scripture um, I think there's just this unspoken uh, team mentality that helps us all 
be in God's word more. Um, so I think just a church-wide plan like that helps to foster deep life community together in the word. Yeah, exactly. I like your illustration of the gym because I have tried to exercise on my own right, multiple right. times. And I experienced this with running where it wasn't until I started running with another person that I started not only doing it consistently, but doing it better and improving yes, yep. and having a natural accountability that wasn't a guilt-ridden sort of thing because we were doing mm, this mm-hmm. in a relational way. So reading the Bible together as a church makes it not just a checklist item, but a relational aim that we're pursuing together. Yeah, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yes, it is. Well, and also it gives the people, you know, when you come to church, you, you talk about the weather and how the kids, but now you're reading through the same passage that week with everybody else, and you can say, hey, did you read that? What did you think of that? I didn't understand that. And also it opens up avenues for conversation to dig in deeper with the Word, because, you know, everyone mm-hmm. in the church is reading that same passage this week. Yeah. So it does give opportunity. Exactly. And we don't have to wait until Sunday to talk to each other right. about it. It gives good opportunities for touch points throughout the week where you can be praying for other people and text them, hey, I, I thought about you as we were reading this passage, and mm-hmm. this is what I'm praying for you this week. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really like that. I also like that it goes well with our approach to children's ministry, Mm -hmm. where the children are all following the same curriculum, but at different depths and levels. So, Josh, maybe you can remind us of how our curriculum works, and then maybe how this would help us out for families as they're reading the Bible together across the ages. Yeah, uh, we're using the Gospel Project curriculum, which is uniformed across all ages and grades. And so it's a plan that keeps everyone, no matter their age, together on the same plan based on uh, their level of development. And so, of course, a kindergarten is going to be taught as a kindergartner, and a eighth grader is going to be taught as an eighth grader. Same material, but at different advanced levels with different illustrations and depth of teaching. And so in that same way, connecting that to our own church, um, church-wide plan allows us all to be together in some sense, too, like the Gospel Project um, connects us together in that way. And I know, at least for, for, for my family, uh, we're always trying to figure out, what should we do for devotions? You know, we've, we've gone through this kid's Bible storybook for my four-year-old and two-year-old. Uh, what's next? And I think that this Bible reading plan uh, would serve, serve us well to just do a little bit of that every day together. And then even my kids can be interacting with other people at church, other kids, and we can kind of be together on the same page um, as far as that goes. Excellent. Well, I think we could brainstorm a lot of other benefits of a church-wide Bible reading plan, but it might also be good for us to offer some tips for people as they participate in this Bible reading plan. Now, I know that everybody has different approaches to reading the Bible, but Steve, maybe you could talk us through how you read the Bible and what tips we might pick up from your practices. I think one of the things is when we read the Bible, especially if we were raised in the church, we've heard these stories. So I think one of the things is that I've been focusing on lately is to read the Bible slowly. We want That's why we're not doing, we're talking about the Bible, but really we're talking about the New Testament here. So we're not trying to read three chapters to get through the whole Bible in one year. We're, we're talking about the New Testament for five minutes. So therefore we can read slowly. We can savor it. We can chew on it. We can reflect on it. But when I read, I think you take a, a piece of paper and write down notes because we have thoughts, and when you get done, you forgot what you're thinking about. <laughs> Make a note, 
make a note in the Bible, underline it. That way you personalize passages for yourself with the notes. and the. So that's what I tend to do. Good. Josh, yeah. what advice would you give? Yeah, I love that, Steve. That's great. Um, I mean, on top of that, as you're slowly reading God's Word, be, be praying those truths. I think sometimes the hard part isn't only understanding what's being said, but like believing the truth to be true and being applied to your life. And I think that's where the process of writing, journaling, and then praying, like really praying that God help me to, to believe this truth. Like Jesus, you know, you said you give life and joy to those who follow you. Today, I don't feel very joyful. Um, help me to, to gain this joy in you, th- in, you know, believing this to be true, that you offer me life and that I wouldn't find my life in sin or these struggles that I have. Um, so I think adding that, that very important element of prayer with the reading of, of the word is yeah. absolutely crucial. And I think what, one thing I'd like to add, we, you know, we talk about writing and journaling, and there are just people who read, and they're just natural writers and journalers, and they will write a paragraph on thoughts they have for a given passage. But that shouldn't intimidate us. Not everyone does that, and I don't do that. So when we're talking about writing, some can just be a, a two-word note in the passage, just a thought that reminds you, because not everyone's mm-hmm. going to journal. Mm-hmm. Not, but if it, you just make a note and two or three words, that's perfectly fine. Key idea for the day. Yeah. Just writing down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think identifying a key idea from the text each day yeah. would be really helpful because then it gives you something to reflect on throughout the day while you're at work or eating lunch or to bring up with your family in a conversation over dinner. I, I don't know the way that everyone will go through this. Of course, we have people in very different life situations, but I can imagine a family sitting down and reading the chapter together every evening before bed mm-hmm. or a, a dad getting up early and just reading by himself in the morning or whatever the case might be. But we want to encourage you to um, participate, to throw yourself into this. It's not that taxing, but we also recognize at the same time that setting aside any time to read the Bible could be difficult, (laughs) especially if it's not already a a part of your life. And our aim is not to get you to reach perfection in this, but but to read and love and know the Bible. So my piece of advice would be don't wait to keep reading until you've made up for any missed days along the way. So I think sometimes we can get into Bible reading plans and we miss a day or two and we think, well, I can't mm-hmm. read the next passage until I go back and right. do triple the reading mm-hmm. today since I missed the last mm-hmm. two days. I'd, I'd suggest don't get in that mode. Just pick up on the next day. Mm-hmm. And because there are only five days of reading each week, then over the weekend, go back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening yeah. to the podcast, we'll give you the, the overview <laughs> of things. Um, but don't get kind of way behind and try to make your way back up. That just never works in my experience. Same with mine. Well, as we conclude this first episode, I want to call our listeners to action. First, I want to encourage you to join us on this Bible reading journey. Of course, Steve, I don't think that you would issue any condemnation against somebody (laughs) for not participating in this Bible reading plan. Uh, but I think we want to offer it as a resource. We want to encourage you that you would benefit and leave it at that. Exactly. <laughs> God isn't requiring of you that you join in this plan, right. but we do want to offer it as a resource and an opportunity for you to join us. So we encourage you to do that. 
make your plans as the new year is coming. Um, maybe you'd want to read through the NLT and you just want to look at the app on your phone. Or maybe to give you that excitement of a new plan, you might want to buy a copy on Amazon and get it shipped to you or whatever the case might be. Prepare uh, mm -hmm. by having a Bible ready. Prepare by having this plan printed out. We have more copies at the church. Um, you can find them online on our website under the resources tab. But we want to encourage you to join us. And we want to encourage you to invite others to join you. Share this podcast with them. Share the Bible reading plan with them, whether they're part of our church or not. And let's work to develop a community of people who know and love and obey the Bible. In our next episode, we'll be talking about the Gospel of Mark. Josh, do you know anything about the Gospel of Mark? No, absolutely not. I don't know one thing about it. No, I, I love the Gospel of Mark. It's, yeah. it's close to my heart. I enjoyed preaching through the book, and um, I am greatly looking forward to talking about that book with you. Well, we look forward to hearing from you, Josh, and Steve, as we consider the Gospel of Mark, as we look at the overview, some key historical backgrounds and themes in our next episode. But for now, we want to thank you listeners for tuning in, and we want to invite you to share feedback with us as we go. If you have questions about the reading or ways that we can improve the podcast, you can email me at aaron at clbcmn.org. Well, Steve and Josh, I'm excited to do this, and I'm especially excited to do this together. I'm excited. As well. This podcast is a ministry of Resurrection Church in Burnsville, Minnesota. To learn more, you can go to resurrectionmn.org.